0: Hey everybody and welcome back to another bonus episode. I'm here with Manny via We were talking a little bit about entrepreneurship. He was uh, talking to me about these fundamental pillars and, and how this all comes together. And, and it was interesting because I've had people ask me about how to start or how to build their business. And so I was like, hey, let's do this. Let's get on, let's talk. I, we've both been around the block in different ways and there's, there's just a ton here. So uh, Manny, do you kinda wanna set the stage as far as where you're at. I think people have an idea of where I'm at. And then we can kind of uh, build from there and, and tell people what these three fundamentals are in succeeding as an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Chuck. Uh, so first of all, well, uh, thank you very much for having me. Always always fun to be here talking to you guys, talking about business, talking about life. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Manny and I'm the founder of 2000 Books. I've literally summarized the knowledge from the world's greatest books in all the dimensions of business that an entrepreneur needs in order to grow their business, in order to succeed at business and in life. So um, I have read over 1,500 books at this point in my life and summarized a, a whole ton of them to kind of get the juice out of them and figure out what is it that takes to become successful. And these are not just random books. I didn't just read like fiction. These are 1,500 business and self-help books. I read all of them just to understand, like what are all the great people in the world talking about? What are they? What is the essence of success? Like, what does it take to really succeed? And for me, this this journey didn't start off very nicely because, uh, for before I started my business, I used to be a computer engineer, and I graduated from a really good school um, in India, and then I came here to the U.S. I got my graduate degree at Rice University in electrical and computer engineering. So I thought I was set up. Now, I thought I was going to be successful in life. Turns out I got laid off three different times in a span of four years in my computer engineering career. I was like, this sucks. (coughs) Like, something is wrong with me. I thought I'm really smart. I mean, I went to the best school in India. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Rice, which is still another top 20 tech schools. And I was like, what the hell? You get laid off so quickly, you start to reckon, you know, you start to wonder <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you. And there was a running joke that my friends would often say, um, which kind of sucks, but they would say, Manny gets laid off more often than he gets laid. So that was the joke that was, <laughs> kind, of <laughs> it was, it was kind of true at that point. So, so that was my life, you know. While I was going through my career, through the pains of my career, I started to like dig deeper into what is it like how is it possible I thought I was smart but there's something more than just smarts that I need in order to succeed at business or at life at that time and business came around second but at life and I was like okay what are the essential elements of success and so I wanted to figure it out and I wanted to I asked people, but there were no real quote-unquote success models around them, so I turned to books, and I started reading books like Maniac, and I started reading all sorts of books just to learn what it takes to be successful. So I started spent a lot of my time in the career, in my technology career as a computer engineer, rising like after my initial <laughs> layoff after layoff, mm-hmm. after layoff after layoff, I finally kind of figured out the groove and I uh, rose from the ranks of nothing to managing billion dollar cell phone projects, billion with a B uh, at one of the largest uh, chip makers in the world. All of you guys know about it. Uh, Qualcomm. So I was there for a long time and then I left that career to start 2,000 books. So I've been through a lot of journeys of growing myself, um, growing my career, and then growing my business because I've been growing the 2,000 books business and the Focus Blocks business for the last six years as well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that has happened, and I've learned a lot. But more importantly, what I've learned from all of this is... Everyone, like, there's so many things that people talk about. Every day there's a new idea, a new book coming out. But, like, after having read 1,500 books, I've kind of figured out what are the fundamentals that you really need in order to succeed in business, in order to truly be able to get, in, like, get, and get into being able to grow your business rather than being stuck in fear and being st- paralyzed and feeling like you're never really going anywhere. So that's really what I, what I wanted to share with your audience today.
0: Awesome. It's interesting, too, because it's not just like, oh, well, I read these books and, and you know, it, it's stuff that you've put into practice. Right. It's it, it, it's got some real experience yeah. behind it. And in some cases, it sounds like some real experience where it was like, I really need this to work.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the most interesting part of it, like in business and in life, like success is not just like what I figured out after a lot of headbanging, is that it's not about intellectual prowess. Like we all, there's a lot of really smart people in this world who are not successful. There's something else. And the first fundamental thing that we need in order to succeed is to have this, this our mind in our control. What I mean is our mindset. We need to get our mindset right. Let me, let me kind of get away from like just random hand-waving and give you real precise uh, understanding of how to think about mindset. For example, uh, when this whole uh, COVID crisis happened back uh, last year and things were falling apart all around everyone, like people were like, businesses is shutting down and uh, people were getting scared out of their minds. And um, a lot of, lot of our friends uh, struggled through quite a bit mm-hmm. um, during those tough times. But what I found... Was there? There was a certain level of mental toughness that was required to handle that time, to go through that time, to be able to um, sustain during those really topsy-turvy times because you just didn't know how you're gonna how this was gonna play out. It was so uncertain; everything was up in the air. But that's when mental toughness becomes crucial to your success. That, like mental toughness is a very important component of your mindset of Mm -hmm. being able to succeed in business, of being able to succeed in entrepreneurship. Because if, you know, as we're going through the crisis of the COVID-19 crisis uh, last year, what I saw often, often quite a lot was people getting knocked out of the game because they didn't have the mental staying power during that time. And sometimes the shift was really... Small but really profound. Like I had coaching clients at the time who were almost ready to throw in the towel and say, "Okay, let's you know, I'm I'm just gonna shut down this business. No, I'm not gonna go through this anymore. Like I I don't see how this is gonna work." And I just had to keep telling them, "No, this is the time." Like one of the one of the fundamental mental toughness skills you can learn, or one of the one of the one of the strategies in mental toughness that can really take you to the next level is something that's talked about in the book Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Oh, such and a good book. It's, it's my, yeah, it's my favorite quote from the book. It's not from the book. Let's go back a little bit. It's from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. And mm-hmm. he said, The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. The obstacle is the way forward. For everyone who's listening, who's thinking about this, this is probably one of the most important things when it comes to mental toughness. Most people, when they get scared in life, they're like, this is it. They're, they're like deer in headlights, rabbit in headlights. I don't know what mm-hmm. you want to call it. But they get scared, they, they, they stop themselves. But what Marcus Aurelius is saying is the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the right. way becomes the way. What stands in the way becomes the way. The obstacle is the way forward. So the obstacle that is in in front of you is actually the reason why you will make even bigger leaps of progress, even uh, more progress in in your business. And that is such a fundamental shift you have to we have to get right in the game of business that every time there's an obstacle, I can use it to my advantage. Every obstacle is the way forward. It's very hard to get, but I hope if you will just open your mind to that idea that it's even there and start to like work on it step by step by step, you'll start to see that it actually will change the way you do business. It will change the way you do life. It will change how you can win in life and go really fast after things because now you're not scared as much of the failures that are coming your way because it's like, okay, it's another Mm -hmm. obstacle, but this obstacle is good for me. Yeah, is good for me. So when I was struggling through the COVID-19 crisis, right when I was also like questioning everything in the in the March, April, May period, that 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 block of time, one of the things I did was okay, this obstacle is good for me. Now, what? How can I make this obstacle good for me? How can I figure this out? How can I uh, how can I figure out a way to make this obstacle work for me? So I went back to my, like, I went back, looked at all the data from our carts and everything. And I was like, okay, what is the perfect way to move this forward? Like, how can I how can I grow my business in spite of all of this? So one of the things that has really helped me grow the business tremendously is different kinds of partnerships, different kinds of affiliate deals, things like that. So I was like, okay, why don't I go back to those and... Go and double down on those and help people through this tough time with something like mental toughness or any of our book summaries. And I started reaching out to our affiliates. And turns out, as a result of reaching out to our affiliates and joint venture partners and doing uh, a bunch of deals, pretty quickly, that quarter, which was supposed to be Mm -hmm. like one of the worst quarters ever for people, turned out to be our best quarter yet. Because I had told myself that this is going to be good for me. I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to use this as a way forward.
0: Well, it's, it's interesting too, because, uh, you know, I've seen all kinds of businesses where they, they hit some snag, you know, they hit some challenge and then they get really clear on, you know, on what they're doing. I mean, um, just to give a maybe less, I guess dire example, you know, where you're sitting there going, this is slowed down to the point where, you know, I want to eat and I don't know if I can eat. Right. I mean, for me, just just recently, I you know I changed jobs, right? Um, we've talked about this, you know, but I pick up this contract and they want forty hours a week. Well, forty hours a week, it turns out, I wasn't tracking my time at my previous employer is a little more than I was putting in at my previous employer, and so I've been looking at okay, um, and I've been trying to just juggle everything, right? And and all of a sudden, I have more time taken out of my schedule, and so that has forced me to just go okay you know, what do I cut? What do I keep? You know, what, what's important? How do I save myself time here? How do I save myself time there? And what I'm realizing is, is I should have done this a long time ago. Right. But it's when things get tough, you know, you, you buckle down and you figure out, okay, what do I have to do that? That's when the magic happens. Um, you know, in 2019, uh, when I got canceled, it was the same thing. Right. It was, I, I gave up for a while and that wasn't healthy. But then I started to come back and say, okay, you know, how do I make this work? And I started coaching people and that started to work. You know, I picked up some other ideas and I've tried some different things since then. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, a, that's, that's the, the thing is you don't quit. You don't give up. You, you find that way forward.
1: It's a process of learning mental toughness. Mental toughness is not like a switch you turn on one day. It's like, as I said, I've been at this game since 2000. Mm-hmm. Like, Some people I act started. like it is. Yeah, some people act like you could just be like, hey, I'm mentally tough now. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. If you don't have strategies right. to actually deal with life, you're not tough yet. You're right. just boasting until life punches you in the face and then you're like, okay, I don't have the strategy to handle this. Mm-hmm. So um, th- there's so many different ways, like something as simple like people are not aware that something as simple as just standing tall especially when let's say you are in a difficult challenging situation right mm-hmm. now there's there's a very interesting study of um, uh, from the book presence by dr amy cuddy-, cuddy at harvard university i wanted to give you some tangible mental toughness skills because that's where people right. will start to see how powerful these skills are. It's not just about saying, yes, I'm tough and I can overcome anything. That's There's, not, there's no real legs to that. You know, when, when shit hits a man is when mm-hmm. you realize you can't handle that shit unless you have real, right. real powerful skills to handle that shit. So, uh, Dr. Angela Duckworth, not, not Angela Duckworth, um, Amy Cuddy at Harvard, she did a study where she took a group of people and... Uh, they put, them through, uh, they put them through what uh, is a simple job interview, right? A simple job mm-hmm. interview. And they took their saliva samples before the interview, right? Before the interview. Okay. And then, because they wanted to measure their cortisol level and their testosterone level. Testosterone is the dominance hormone. Cortisol mm-hmm. is the stress hormone, right? So they wanted to measure these two hormone levels to see how people were behaving. Now, what they did was one half of those uh, job interview people were asked to sit in a very, like in a scared position in like Uh in in something like occupy very little space uh, and sit, uh, you know, with your legs crossed and your arms crossed and like with you crouching or feeling like you're, you know, so, so sit like that. The other group was told to sit or stand tall, stand tall, like in a powerful pose for two minutes. For two minutes, either you're going to stand tall or you're sitting in a scared pose. And then you're walking into the interview. Mm -hmm. What they found was that people who were standing tall compared to those who were like sitting in this crouched position, just by the act of standing tall and standing powerful, their testosterone levels were higher by over 40 percent. And their cortisol levels were lower by 12 percent. Oh, wow. 22 percent. Yeah, simple hack like that. Just by standing tall and standing powerfully, you change your body's biochemistry. You change the (laughs) testosterone levels. You change the cortisol levels. Instead of being stressed, now you're feeling dominant. Now you're feeling powerful. Imagine what you're going to do in the interview when you're not feeling stressed like that. And instead, you're feeling powerful. So that's why I'm saying like mental toughness is not as simple as just like you saying, ah, okay, I'm tough. No, no, no. You need specific skills. You need specific uh, specific uh, tools right. to be able to handle life that comes your way. That is very, 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 very important in order to get your mindset right. Uh, and it's something I cannot emphasize enough because what happens for a lot of us in life is that we go through life assuming that we have been taught all these skills. hmm Assuming that, hey, I know all about mental toughness. I know how to be tough. But or I don't need this whole mental toughness thing because, you know, I can handle life. I've been able to handle life so far. But I mean, all this being able to handle life here so far, how how far has it gotten you? <laughs> yeah. Right? So so it's really important to, to get this right, to, to, to not feel like you you just have the skills just because you were born in this country no you don't you have to learn those skills every single day mm-hmm. one of my favorite favorite ideas uh, on on mental toughness comes from a book on stoicism another book on stoicism by Seneca and he says you know and i, I i'm not going to be able to quote him precisely but he says something along the lines of you know most people are anxious because they're worried about things that are outside their control. Right. Our job is to be able to distinguish between what's within our control and what's outside our control. And to, contr- to let go of things that are outside our control and only focus on things that are within our control. And when we do that, that's when we actually explosively grow ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because now we're not worried about shit that's going wrong. We're only worried about what is within my control. Right. Right. I'll give you the example of Tommy John. Uh, and, and it's in a, another another story from one of the books, one of the mental toughness books that I read. He, Tommy John was one of the greatest pitchers. Um, but in his career, at one point, he blew out his elbow. Like literally uh, while pitching, he blew out the elbow. And now the oh, doctor wow. said, well, there's nothing we can do about it. It's over. Go back. But one of the doctors said, hey, you know, I can do this experimental surgery on you and there's one chance of it succeeding. Do you want to try it? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: He's like, yep, let's do it. And he he talks about that. He, like, he kind of explained, like, in that moment, in that moment of, uh, like, when he was going through a surgery and when he was trying to recover from the surgery, um, all he did was focus on how can he get He just focused on how can he get back. He never even thought for a single moment about the fact that his career is over, that everything is, Mm -hmm. it's always me and shit is all going to hit the fan. And what if the surgery doesn't succeed? Not for a moment did he do that. All his thought processes, everything was focused on what can I control? What can I do every single day to come back from it? To recuperate from it, to recover from it. And as a result of that, Tommy John came back and pitched for another 5 years major oh, league wow. and that's why there is something called the Tommy John surgery Tommy John surgery is named after Tommy John and it's a surgery of your elbow and the, that's mm-hmm. what tennis players and uh, you know baseball players have a lot of them go through nowadays and it's a very common surgery nowadays wasn't back then but it took the courage it took him focusing only on what he can control which is how can I just improve. How can I, on a daily basis, recover from my surgery? That's all he focused on. He did not focus on anything else. So, these are like simple tools of mental toughness. Not not simple, but very like uh, precise tools of mental toughness that people need in order to win in business. Right. Yeah. And, and tools like this are like, it's, I want to give, <laughs> I just love sharing these stories because stories are where the fun is. Stories are where Oh, yeah. Uh, the juice of life is in some ways, right? So another story that I want to share was of this guy, a uh, rock climber, uh, Joe Simpson. Now, Joe Simpson was, um, uh, was climbing in the Peruvian Andes with his mm-hmm. friends. Peruvian Andes, super cold time of the year, uh, freezing, uh, frigid, uh, below freezing temperatures, ice packs. These are like tall, tall, tall peaks that they're trying to go right. for, right? real mountain climbing, ice climbing. And what happened was during the climb, Joe Simpson fell down (laughs) and fell down through a crevasse Uh while while climbing. And his friend, who was his climbing partner, he thought Joe, no way Joe Simpson could have survived this fall. So he kind of shouted his name, looked for him from up there where Uh he was. And at some point, he thought, the guy's dead. There's no way he survived. Mm-hmm. So he cut his rope off and he just went down all by himself because there was no nothing else. Right. To, like he, There's no way he could have found him because he fell down, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out, this guy Joe Simpson, when he had fallen down, he fell down in a way that broke his leg. Mm-hmm. Broke his right leg. And he had a bunch of fractures, but Thankfully, nothing in the body, nothing else in the body was broken. But right. the problem is now they're like two days into the climb. They've already been climbing for two days. Right. So they're deep into the mountains. Nobody, mm-hmm. there's no help to be found. Right. So now he has to go back all the way to base camp. And he realized with a broken because leg. with a broken leg, when you have a fracture and you have a real fracture after having fallen down hundred plus feet, you don't really walk. Right. Right. So this guy literally had to crawl. Now, in that moment, he made a decision. In that moment, most people, he said, like most climbers at that point would have given up because there's no mm-hmm. way in hell you're going right. to crawl your way back for two days. Like something that you walked for two days, you're not going to crawl your way back all the way to base camp. Right, You're going to die in the process. With a broken leg, you don't survive in those cold mountainous terrains. Uh, icy mountainous terrains. Mm-hmm. But Joe Simpson, here's what he did. Now, this is another very, very, very powerful mental toughness strategy that is so underrated. People don't. People think mental toughness is about gritting your teeth or doing the work. No, there's very simple, powerful principles you can deploy, and this is one of them. Okay, what he did was he said, "Okay, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm. I want to live. I'm going to live. But all I can do right now is focus on." how far I can get mm-hmm. in the next 10 minutes or 20 minutes. So what he would do is he would take his watch. He had this wristwatch and he would set the timer to 20 minutes and he would give himself a target in the distance. And all he had to do was get to the target in the distance. If he if he could get to the target in the distance in 20 minutes, it was a win. Mm-hmm. And that's all he did. <laughs> all day long, he over would just set his watch for 20 minutes And go for the next 20 minutes and find go try to hit that target. And then again, try to hit the target. And And of course, a lot of times, he was in so much pain that he would pass out while trying to do that. Literally pass out while trying to crawl for 20 minutes with a broken leg, right? But he kept on doing it. All he did, he's like, that's all I did. I just focused on the next 20 minutes and my goal in front of me. And that's so important, so crucial in the game of entrepreneurship and the game of business. Yep. People get overwhelmed. People get overwhelmed. Oh, my God, shit's not happening and my business is going to shit. Or like, I don't know, I have a thousand things to do and blah, blah, blah. And they don't take action. But there is a simple mental toughness hack you can do right now to get through that. And he, that's what he did, just literally. Twenty minutes at a time. Twenty minutes at a time. Twenty minutes. Time. He kept on doing that, but at some mm-hmm. point, he just literally ran out of all, all energy, all steam, all like he was ready to give up at that point. He's like, "Dude, I don't, I don't know if I'm getting anywhere close to the the base camp, and I don't even know if anyone will be there because my friend is probably gone by now." So, right. what the hell? But he said, "Okay, one more try, one more try," and he kept on doing one more try, one more try, whole day till he got to the base camp and now he started shouting the name of his friend and his friend actually miraculously was there and he found him what 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 they saw in that in the period of three or four days that he was crawling he had lost around 35 pounds in weight oh wow 35 pounds in weight crawling all the way to the base camp and he survived and there's a great You know, it's a a book that we've summarized. It's such a powerful concept. Simple, powerful, extremely actionable concept. But this is what mental toughness is about. It's not about uh, saying I am tough. It's about having these different tools, strategies available to you. This is what mindset is about. Mindset is about Mm -hmm. having that confidence, that mental toughness to be able to handle life. And not just uh, saying that I'm confident, but having confidence strategies having toughness strategies to handle these situations. So, yeah, I, 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 I kind of get got carried away with all of these different stories, but I felt like it's important to share these different thought processes that people need in mm-hmm. order to succeed in business.
0: Yeah, so this first pillar is what? Mindset? Mental toughness?
1: Yeah, the first pillar up. is mindset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not giving up is the easiest way to look at it, but the first pillar of succeeding in any endeavor in life, especially business, is mindset. And mental toughness and confidence are like the core pillars. Mental toughness, confidence, Mm self-esteem, these are all important parts of this pillar. But the second pillar, which I think a lot of people get wrong, is execution. You know, you can have the greatest dreams, but if you don't know Mm -hmm. how to execute, and if you don't know how to be productive, If you don't know how to set goals, if you don't have an execution system, if you don't really have time management and control, if you don't know how to overcome distractions, if you don't have the right habits, if you don't understand strategy and leverage, you don't have the right routines, you don't know how to perform at the highest levels with your brain, you don't really go very far in life because you're wasting most of your life away. Right. So this pillar is extremely crucial. Execution is crucial. Extremely crucial, getting it right. So, execution is all of those things that I just said: productivity, mm-hmm. goals, time management, focus, brain performance. All of this is right. required in order to execute at your highest levels in business and in life. And this is this is one of those like you were talking about how you had to figure out your execution, mm-hmm. right? When you yeah. realize, well, forty hours, shit, I better, you know, ramp up my execution. Um, at this time, like execution is absolutely critical to growing your business and growing yourself, and having the right execution strategies is the crucial component of this. Right. Yeah. So, I'll give you I'll give you some examples of what happens when your execution is not on point. I'll give you an example from my own personal life. I remember uh, when I was struggling as a computer engineer, I was trying to figure out uh, how to succeed in my career. Uh, The first time it really struck me was when I saw this guy who was three years my junior, he got promoted ahead of me and I was like, okay, well, what the hell? The guy doesn't (laughs) even work that many hours and Uh I work longer hours Uh and he's junior, and he got promoted. Like, what is going on here? And that really pissed me off. But at the same time, it kind of taught me a lesson, which was to go find a, an answer. Like, why is this happening? And I stumbled into a book called The Effective Executive. Uh, another Peter one, Drucker.
0: Peter Drucker. Yeah.
1: Right. And that changed my life. Because in that, I learned what I was doing wrong. Because here's what I was doing. Like, I would show up to work, answer this email, Answer that phone call, text message, I am uh-huh. Slack. Oh work. Oh yeah, I have some important work to do. But oh shit, I got something else coming from my, you know, colleague. And then someone else wants my time for this thing. And then I need to go and attend that meeting. And before I know it, it's lunchtime. And I'm tired AF because I spend the whole day fighting all sorts of things like distracted with social media and distracted with news and distracted with mm-hmm. this and my core work hasn't actually started and then as i'm going through the day after my lunch again it's the same story i'm trying to do work while i'm distracted with this and that and all of those things and in that in that period of anguish like when i was trying to understand like damn man this guy got ahead of me even though he wasn't even i didn't think he was that smart like i was like <laughs> what the hell is going on here and that's when I realized I was doing it wrong. All of this distraction, this way of working was not working. And in the Effective right. Executive, Drucker talked about this fundamental idea. This fundamental idea. He's like, one quarter of a day spent in consolidated chunks of time and a consolidated chunk of time is way, way, way more productive than a whole day spent in dribs and drabs of time mm-hmm. on work. So let me explain this to people in a different way. What what he's effectively saying is if you're working 12 hours, you could actually be more productive if you did highly focused work for three hours without distractions, without notifications, without IM, without Slack, all of that shit. Without all of those, if you were just focused for three hours, you would do more work than what you would do if you had the whole day, 12 hours of work, where you were working, and then Slack, and then IM, and then Mm -hmm. email, and then notifications, and then Slack, and all of this, this craziness of distraction and multitasking. It's ruining your life. It was happening to me. But as soon yep. as I got that concept, I changed my ways. And of course, I created multiple productivity systems in my life mm-hmm. because I've just been obsessed with the idea of like getting the most out of myself. But the initial work came from all the books that I read on productivity. I've probably read over 70 books. I've summarized mm-hmm. all of the greatest books on productivity and goal achievement. But all of that taught me that there are so many powerful strategies I need to deploy in order to get the most out of myself Mm -hmm. because we all have 24 hours right chuck you can't work 10 times harder than me yes you can (laughs) probably spend like you can probably work twice as hard as me or three times as hard as Mm -hmm. me but you can't work 10 times harder than me but what you can do is produce 10 times bigger results than me if you know how to operate your time the right way You know, if you know how to use your time the right way, you can create much bigger results if you know how to set your goals properly, if you know how to create leverage, Mm -hmm. if you know how to think in terms of leverage and systems and processes and execution and habits and routines. If you have all of those clearly defined, you can go much faster, but not by working 10 times longer than me. You can't. But yep. you can work 10 times smarter than me with the right execution systems, processes, um, time management strategies, productivity strategies, and all of those things. And you have to know all of them to be able to do that.
0: Right. Well, it's funny, yeah. too, because going back to mindset for just a second, um, I found that at certain points in my life, and my career, all of those distractions, I kind of used them on purpose so that I because I didn't want to face some adversity, right? Because sometimes it's like it's this big thing that's blocking my way. And sometimes it's I'm just tired of tripping over the speed bumps on the road. And so by having these distractions, then I have an excuse not to execute. But what's funny is, is that once I figured out this is what I really want, I'm willing to go and do whatever it takes and have that mindset of I've got to get this, I've got to do this, I've got to get it done, you know, when I figured out how to deal with the the parts of it that I didn't like that I was trying to distract myself from, then it became a game of, yeah, how fast can I go? How much can I push here, right? How do I arrange things so that, you know, as much as possible, the hill is graded down so that I can just coast when I need to coast and I can push when I need to push. And and that that's that's the rest of the battle is, okay, yeah. How can I do this in the most advantageous way so that I can get as much of this done as I can? And I'm doing the high leverage stuff that is going to pay off in the biggest way.
1: Yeah. And that's like one of the concepts like uh, in the book, uh, Eat That Frog, Brian Tracy talks about the idea that do your most important, most challenging, most highest leverage work first in the day. Mm -hmm. So now you have your day cleared up for everything else that comes your way. Yeah. Focusing on the important stuff. As soon as you start your work day, what most of us do—we want to dilly-dally. We want to like not get to the hard work. We want well, to do the easy stuff. We want to, quote, yes, we want to quote unquote warm up for work. We get to work yep. and we fire up our emails. I mean, the worst thing you can do is to get to work and fire up your emails and IM and Slack and Skype and all of that shit. But if you read all of these books on productivity and time management, you would quickly understand those things will totally ruin your day-to-day product productivity and what could have been done in three hours will literally take you 12 mm-hmm. hours, just like yep. was saying. So as an entrepreneur, Like especially if you are maybe hustling and building a business on the side right now, like this can become even more important. Like I have a lot of coaching clients. I have two different kinds of like coaching programs. One is for high-end entrepreneurs who are making over hundred thousand dollars per year and want to make a lot more, and then one is for more of the starting entrepreneurs who want to get to the hundred k mark. So when I coach the starting entrepreneurs, especially the ones who are like hustling on the side right now, they have a job and they want to build their (laughs) business on the side. One of the most important piece of advice I have to give them, which they struggle with a, a lot, is they're like, well, you know, I am not getting the time to do, like, create my content for my YouTube channel or podcast right. or anything. I'm like, dude, you will never get the time. Because, and especially most of the times, what they're trying to do is they're going to come back from work at 8 or 9 p.m. or 7 p.m. and right. then they're trying to carve out time for their quote-unquote business. At that time, it's too late. So, like, the first thing I would tell them is, no, you're going to put aside time for your business In the first two or three hours of your day, you're going to wake Mm -hmm. up earlier. You're going to do it 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. or 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then you're going to go to work. And suddenly, they start making so much progress just from this one fundamental shift. Yeah, Doing what's most important first thing in the day. Not putting it off till tomorrow. Not putting it off till later in the day. Because if you do that, you never really get to have consistent growth. You never really experience any kind of growth in your business. You're always stuck. Because you never actually get time on those important things. So having these simple productivity, like so many different crucial ways to think about productivity and mm-hmm. execution, you need all of them to get your mindset right, to right. get your execution right, to, to to be able to go really fast. The thing is you have a destination in mind in your business, you can get there in 10 years or you can get uh-huh. there in three years. Yeah. And the difference is gonna be how fast are you able to execute and how fast are you able to, you know, get results. How big are your goals? Are you setting the right goals the right way? Right. Are you thinking about goals the right way? Are you uh, you know, deploying the right principles of goal achievement in order to get that going? So all of that comes down to execution. It's not as simple as I will just work harder. It's like the dumbest thing I know in this world when people tell me I'll just work harder and that yeah. I don't really need all of these ideas and philosophies and ways of doing work because I kind of graduated college so I probably automatically know what <laughs> how to be more productive and how to have the perfect execution system and I know automatically how to you know have execution mindset and goal achievement philosophies in place no my friends you don't so you know execution by itself is a huge 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 part of your game if you get it right you can go very fast you can make 10 years of progress in two years you get yeah. it wrong you can struggle for years and not go anywhere so execution is crucial to your business growth.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's, it's targeted execution is the it's point you're making, right? It's targeted
1: execution, very thought. And that's why mm-hmm. strategy is a key component of execution. And that's like one right. of the things. Like I, I read a lot of books and I summarized a lot of books on strategy and leverage because I wanted to make sure we're doing the right kind of work, not just working for the sake of working. Mm-hmm. Take the example of like um, what we did last time, you know, when we did a a promotion last year for um, Thanksgiving. Uh, It was a very, like, it was strategy more than Mm -hmm. it was about doing a lot of work. Right. It's actually a combination of two different pillars here. So let me kind of uh, show that to the people here. So last last, uh, year around Thanksgiving, actually two days before Thanksgiving, I was like, hey, Chuck, Mm -hmm. you know, your audience would really really needs to learn more about productivity. They're software developers. They need to learn about productivity. I have a program. I have a system on productivity. And I think they would benefit from it. Why don't we actually teach them about it? And maybe some of of the people will probably want to buy that. And you're like, all right, let's do it. And we got on a call. We recorded a call. And that call has, over just the last month or now, has generated over $10,000 at this point. Just that one 50-minute phone call that we... or episode that we recorded it's probably the i would bet that is the most lucrative podcast episode for you ever
0: yeah probably
1: yep probably because there was a lot of strategy involved Mm -hmm. in that like i didn't just randomly go and say hey chuck uh want to record a podcast episode no no no. i knew exactly what my outcome was and i strategically Mm -hmm. figured out so this is where 80 20 principle comes into play i figured out at that time i was like okay, I want to grow my business. I want to grow my business fast. I want to figure out some strategies. And one of the things that always is like one of the key games in strategy or one of the things I'm looking at is what are the 20% activities that are giving me 80% result? Because the 20 80-20 rule says 80% of your effort is giving you 20% result, but 20% of your effort is giving 80% result. So I was looking at all the stuff that was going on and I was like, okay, every time you do partnerships and promotions, that's like the stuff that really right. goes... Mm -hmm. it really makes a lot of money. So let's go do that, right? Right. So that's like 20%. Actually, not 20%. It's more than that. So just for productivity geeks out there who want to learn more about productivity, 80-20 is not as simple as 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort and 20% of your results come from 80% of your effort. It goes levels deeper. It's uh, what we call, you know, it's fractal in the sense Mm -hmm. there's 80-20 inside of 80-20 and there's 80-20 inside of 80-20 inside of 80-20. What I mean by that is... 20% 20% of your effort gives you 80% of results, but 4%, 20% of 20% of your effort will give you 80% of 80% of results. Right. So that means 4% of your effort is giving you 64% results. Right. And you take it one level deeper and like 20% of that 4% will give you 20% of that 64%. So effectively, right. 1% of your effort is giving you 50% of your results. Mm. Believe it or not, it's happening in your life right now. You just haven't been able to find that Right. You just haven't found that. Especially in business, the leverage is so big and it's so small what you need to do to get that. But it's mm-hmm. hard to find that until you have that mindset, until you start looking, until you start thinking the right way. And one of the questions I ask myself, and that's all like in our productivity book summary pack, like I've, shared all of these ideas in the 80-20 principle book summary and the good strategy bad strategy book summary and smart cuts book summary like a whole bunch of books where I have talked about different elements of this idea but one of the questions you can ask yourself when you are trying to find the 51-1 the 51 mm-hmm. where 1% work that's leading to 50% results here's the question you want to ask yourself if I could only work for one hour a day right? if the doctor told me if I worked for more than an hour a day I would have a heart attack what would I do? And that is when you very quickly find out what are the core things you should do that are giving you 50% of the results. So that simple questioning, that's a line of questioning that Mm -hmm. I've summarized in the book. Like you need that kind of thinking to be able to execute at very fast pace. And that's the question I asked myself when I was, you know, when I reached out to you, Chuck, I was like, okay, you know, I know Chuck has an audience that would love uh, my productivity course. I was like, okay, why don't we make. Why don't we make sure that we get it in front of an audience? And that's how it started. And literally 50 minutes of my work and your work, and we generated over what dollars $13,000, $14,000 at this point. Right. Now, if anyone's, anyone's out there doing the math, I don't know how many hours in your life or in your business you're generating over $10,000 <laughs> in an hour. For anyone who is, you should not be listening to uh, this. You yeah. probably have better not things to do in your life. You should go shut down this. Yeah. Anyone who's listening, yeah. and you're making more than ten thousand dollars an hour. This is not for you. I think you've already achieved a level of success that
0: Well, I'm not um, even doing that on hosting. a routine basis either.
1: <laughs> right. So that's the thing, right? But understanding that it is there uh-huh. in your business. You have to find it, you have to tap into it. That's execution mindset. That's leverage yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm. That's execution at its at its very high level. The thing that people get wrong is to think that they need to work longer in order to produce more. Right. My challenge to most of my coaching clients is how can you actually work shorter to produce more results? Mm-hmm. My challenge to my clients is don't try to work shorter hours or don't try to work longer hours. Show me how you can produce those results in even shorter hours. Right. So your objective as an entrepreneur is not to work more hours. Your objective is to produce bigger results. hmm And if the only way you can produce bigger results is by working longer hours, you're you're running out of hours very quickly. Right. But if you're constantly figuring out leverage strategies in your business to grow your business, then you will always have the next level of leverage available to you. And that's what we talked about right now. Like leverage, strategy and leverage are crucial components of execution in business. Right. So as I said, like this is two different pillars combined into one. Yeah. We just talked about mindset, we talked about mental toughness, confidence, then mm-hmm. we just talked about execution, which is right. productivity, goal achievements, goal setting systems, execution mindset, study level, all of that. But there's another thing that some of you might have picked up as we were talking about, about the last example. There was another thing that was crucial in the achievement of that, in making those $14,000 mm-hmm. $14, in an hour. It was this. It was people. People... But what I mean by that is I reached out to Chuck, right? Chuck is a friend of mine. I knew Chuck has an audience. All I had to do was say, Hey Chuck, you want to do this? And Mm -hmm. Chuck was like, all right, let's do it. And it was like eight or nine in the evening when I reached out. And next morning at 6am, we're recording the damn thing. Why? Because Chuck and I have a relationship where this happens. Yeah. And that is a crucial thing to understand for anyone who is in business right now. And you want to go to the next level, you got to change your associations. Yeah. You got to change the people who are around you. That's, going to be a fundamental thing you will need to do in order to take your business to the next level, in order to even mm-hmm. get to the next level if you are making zero dollars or ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars and you get two hundred you need to get two hundred well you need to have hundred thousand dollar associations you can't be hanging around with people who are like you're making 50k in your business and everyone around you is making 10 20 30k in your business well you're not going very far very fast my friends you're actually going to keep getting pulled behind getting pulled below so The three pillars, as we've been talking about, mindset, execution, and people. If you can get these three right, if you know how to operate your mind so that you're constantly able to go after the things that you want, and no matter what, you're going to figure out a way and productive, like if you have execution right and you can make sure you're making fast progress, and then you have the people pillar, now you got the three fundamental pillars of success in business and life covered. This is what I found out after reading 1500 books on business and life these are the three fundamental pillars. If you can master these three fundamental pillars, Mm -hmm. you're off to the races. But if you're struggling with any of these pillars, and you can ask this yourself, if you're struggling with mental toughness, if you're struggling with confidence, if you're struggling with productivity, if you're struggling with goal achievement, if you're struggling with the people side of things, your business is not going very far. You're kind of stuck. Yeah. So the people side of equation is probably one of the most underrated And this is something I talk to my, like, I say this all the time. I tell people all the time, people are the greatest life hack. (laughs) People are the greatest life, hack, literally. Because if you can, no matter what goal you have, there's a person out there. There's a coach out there. There's Mm -hmm. a mentor out there. There's a partner out there. There is someone out there who has access to the resources, who has access to the people, who has access to the teams, who has access to whatever you need. All you need to do is find a way to tap into that person. Yeah. Not easy. But that's our job. Like that is one of the hardest things getting the people skills right. Well, it it's is so important.
0: It's it's so true. I mean, um I mean I've been coaching people on all kinds of stuff, right? And it's well, how do I how do I get people on, onto the podcast, you know, that as as I've coached people to start podcasts and it's like, well, who do you know that they know, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm talking to people and they're like, well, you know, I want to get a job at this company. And it's like, well, who do you know that's there, right? Um, You know, anytime, it doesn't have to necessarily be who is in front of the people that will pay me for my services. You know, if there's some other thing that you need, a lot of times the hack is still people because it's who has access to the thing that I want, right? And then legitimately, you build a relationship, right? It's It's not this transactional thing. You do that a few times and you're going to burn bridges right but it's because we've invested in each other that this kind of relationship works and so once you have that and even sometimes you can just you know um, for example I'll, I'll invite people onto the podcast right and that's fairly transactional but when I'm on the podcast with them then I get to have the conversation hey who are you where are you from what are you about right and we build that relationship and then I can come back to them and say hey let's do this together, let's do that together. And as you build those relationships, it just opens up so many doors. It, it's, it's been yeah. incredible how many people I've connected with who later on I've been able to benefit and who have benefited me as we've continued to work through our relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is amazing, like uh, people's skills are so underrated. And we think that because we are humans, we have all the social skills and people skills that we need. But that's far, far, far from truth, right? We mm-hmm. don't have, we, do, we were not born with social skills. We weren't born with core fundamental people skills that we actually need in order to succeed in life. We did not grow up. I'll give you an example, like a fascinating example. There's a book called The Like Switch by Jack Schaefer, who is a former FBI agent. And uh, he talks about this really interesting strategy on... How to influence people, right? Now, most people, they think when it's time to get someone to do something, what you need to do is go and make your case for um, for for whatever you want. So I'll give you the example. One of my friends, he reached out to me, and he was in the early phases of growing his business, and he was looking for a loan. He was looking for a business loan. And he came to me. He's like, Manny, you want to invest in my business? I'll give you 14% hard money lending loan, uh, like uh, interest on cash on your money. Hundred. I need $100,000 for you to invest in this business. And I was like, yeah, no, man, not really. I'm not in the mood to invest um, that kind of money in your business right now. And so <laughs> here's what he did. He actually came across this book, The Like Switch by Jack Schaefer. And what he did, what he did was fascinating. He's like, instead of now asking me, like he asked me a couple of times, but then he stopped asking me for the money. He stopped asking me for the investment. He's like, okay, well, whatever. But what he started doing was he started seeking advice from me. Like, hey, man, you know. In my business right now, we have these five product lines and we're going, you know, we're selling through Amazon right now and then we have distributors and we're selling through Napa Auto Parts and this and that. And what do you think, like, how should we this part like how, how should we go about working on our sales pipelines and things like that and so I would like just have conversations with him talk to him while we were on the boardwalk or you know walking here in San Diego and as I kind of started talking to him as he was seeking my advice I got to start to like his business because he would give me all the numbers and we would like go back and forth and I'd be like oh interesting okay this is a stable business this is making good money so <laughs> turns out a month later when he was like, he was talking about the fact that you know he was asking for my advice. And he was like, "Yeah, man, we're also like trying to figure out how to raise this hundred thousand dollars." I'm like, "Okay, man, I will. I will actually invest in your business. I'll give you the hundred thousand dollars." So, a very simple strategy. What he did, which is a very powerful strategy that Jack Schaefer talks about in the book "The Like Switch," to influence people seek advice. To influence people, Mm -hmm. you need to seek advice. So whenever you are trying to influence someone, someone stop trying to make your case. Instead, try to get their advice. Because when someone feels like they can influence you, now you can influence them. It's a very powerful, very counterintuitive game of life. Mm -hmm. It's so, so, so profound. The reason why I gave money to my friend at the time was because I started to believe that he was listening to me. I started to believe that I could influence him. And when I felt like I could influence him, that's when I was influenced, that's when I was influence-able in some ways. So the, current, the, the little uh, skill of social skills is to influence people, you need to seek advice, you need to ask for feedback, you need to uh, seek uh, some sort of, uh, you know, you need, instead of trying to pummel them with ideas and strategies and resources, just ask and lay back. Mm-hmm. So such a, such a powerful concept. But not something that anyone tells you, unless you're an FBI and you figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. It's mind-blowing stuff that happens. And in business, who wouldn't want to know how to freaking, you know, get a $100,000 investment to take your business to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. Such a freaking simple advice. But mind-blowingly effective. It worked on me. Even though I knew about this damn thing, it worked on me.
0: Well, it's interesting because like if you watch Shark Tank or some of these other shows and you kind of imagine, you know, um, some of the conversations, the ones that they take are, you know, just to kind of tie a lot of these together, the ones, the the businesses that they invest in, yeah, they're businesses that they understand, businesses that they know they can uh, work out, which is kind of the mindset thing, but um, also... They're looking for people who are going to go execute, and they want people who will take their advice, right? In other words, Mm -hmm. if those people aren't going to play along and take advantage of what the sharks offer, they won't invest in them. And I've seen them turn people down. It's like, look, you tick all the boxes, but you won't listen to me, and so I'm not investing.
1: Exactly. Such a simple concept. Like only like these are the kinds of things you learn from these books that like have been written out there. So many great books have been written on developing fundamental social skills in Mm -hmm. life so you can go and execute and win in life. Right. Um, There's a very interesting thing. I think Jim Rohn said it. You are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So it's crucial for you as an entrepreneur to go surround yourself with very high quality people. And the Mm -hmm. only way you will do that is by having good people skills. By having right. solid people skills, so you know how to converse with people, having solid communication skills, knowing how to make friends, becoming charismatic, initiating conversations, resolving conflicts, uh, you know, not being shy, becoming likable, having that social confidence, making connections, deep connections, building lifelong relationships. There's a great Harvard study, like the longest running study in Harvard, from Harvard University on. Uh, what it takes to build a good life and have a good life. Longest study on happiness ever done. And they found the ultimate truth of all of that, the ultimate indicator of a great life is your social connections, your mm-hmm. friendships, your the people in your life. So no matter how talented you are, no matter how smart you are, if you cannot handle people, if you do not know how to influence people, if you do not know how to work with people... You will never get ahead in life. I, right. I guarantee that. There, there's no, there's no getting ahead all by yourself. You're not going to sit and code your way into the garage, through your garage into a billion dollar business. It's not going to happen. You need to learn the skills, and especially for us coders and software. Because I've been a computer engineer, I know how mm-hmm. hard it is. Remember, like my friends used to say, um, I get laid off. I got <laughs> laid off. Yeah, I got laid off more often than I got laid. It was true, you know. I yep. had those kinds of social skills back in the day. Not today. <laughs> I had to go on a journey. Literally, yeah. these books helped me learn. I, I can almost say like, m- m- like so much of my life success has come from just learning from these books. Mm-hmm. like One at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. Building these businesses, it's all come from learning from these damn books, man.
0: Yep. So true. And, you know, that's and, kind of been my hack too. The, the, the rub is, is that, a lot of times like these books they you know like even if i listen to them at 3x speed it's a day or two if i have free time and longer if i don't right and there are so many lessons to pick up i mean that that's that's the real power behind i think what you did with 2000 books is just that it's like oh you know i can go and i can pick this stuff up a piece at a time but i don't have to go through the whole book and then try and remember which pieces were important does that make sense
1: Yeah, exactly. Like so I think uh, what happens like I'm I'm giving you all of these different books here that you should read or Mm -hmm. you should learn from. You should get the concepts out of those so you can apply in your life. And uh, if you go and read all the books that I have read, now or fifteen hundred books, or even like the books I have summarized at two thousand books, if you read a book a week, in order to read the seventy greatest books on productivity and execution and goals and all of those things, that's seventy year, seventy weeks. Yeah. Seventy weeks is more yeah. Uh, you And most people don't even read a book a week. Let's just be right. realistic. A book a month is probably more like what you're going to read. Yeah. So a book a month at 70 books on productive and execution and goals is taking you six years to get there. And then you read a book a month on mental toughness and, and uh, confidence and mindset and all of those things. Another 80 months, another seven, eight years of your life gone. So if you have that kind of time available to you, by all means, go and read all these books. But what I've done with 2,000 books, I've literally summarized the knowledge from all of these great books. I've picked, I've handpicked the best books that I love in each of these areas, in mindset, in mental toughness, confidence, in productivity, in execution, in goal setting, in people skills, social skills. I've handpicked all of those books, and I've summarized them. So taken a book that is six hours long, found six to seven critical ideas and given those to you in mm-hmm. video format, in audio format uh, and like mind maps. So you can kind of click through right. them and kind of absorb those ideas. And I've done that for all these three pillars of, of success, critical success mm-hmm. in your business and life. But not only that, like that's one part of it, but then I also have summarized all of the greatest books ever written on entrepreneurship on business right. and marketing. So all the greatest books on building, starting, growing, and scaling your business. I've summarized those as well. And uh, what I call it, the Entrepreneur's Book Club. And today, I want to make sure, like, your listeners, because you've, you're kind of interested in this topic, obviously. You're interested in becoming, you know, growing your business mm-hmm. and succeeding at business. I want to give you guys an insane, insane deal on the Entrepreneur's Book Club lifetime access. So no subscription or anything. Yeah, of course, we have subscription. But your listeners can get a lifetime deal. So they get access to our productivity book summary pack, our goal achievement uh-huh. book summary pack, Our mental toughness pack, our confidence pack, our social skills pack, our entrepreneurship pack, our marketing pack, and live book club, which is monthly, twice a month, we get together on a live book discussion. Every month, one business book and one personal development book we discuss every single month. Holy cow. For all of you who are listening, get lifetime access to all of this. Just a live book club, just a book club. Hmm. If you wanted to join a good, high-quality book club with another business owner, it's probably going to cost you 30 dollars a month just for that. And I'm giving you on the low access end. to our book club. That's on the, on low, the low end. end right? I've seen on I've seen
0: some high-executing business book clubs that are hundreds of dollars a month.
1: And hundreds the
0: other months. the other thing is, is like that the time and effort that's gone into these uh, summaries. I mean, you know, you sell each of those for hundreds. You know, well, depending on the yeah. you know fifty hundred you know or more. Yeah. Per, per pack and right. honestly one other hack that I really like with this stuff is that I'll go and I'll use some of the book summaries and start executing that stuff and then you know the books that are really delivering for me I'll actually just go read those right and get more mm-hmm. context I mean you know it, it, it feels like you're just kind of back in the dump truck up to my porch and going in here all this stuff right and it, it's mm-hmm. got to be worth thousands of dollars
1: Right, and it is, but uh, if you were to buy it separately, if you were to buy the book club separately, and mm-hmm. like the book summary pack separately, and all of those things separately, you would end up paying over a thousand dollars. But right now, what I want to do with for you guys, get lifetime access to the Entrepreneurs Book Club. Just go to devchat.tv/slash great, and enter the coupon code great, and I will give you a great deal. <laughs> I'll give you a deal a deal you cannot refuse. So just devchat.tv/slash great and coupon code, great. Lifetime access to all the stuff that we've been talking about. Like if you learned some key ideas and principles that I covered in an hour, which were like Mm -hmm. maybe a handful of them, imagine having thousands of those ideas available to you. Thousands of ideas, like everything related to mental toughness and confidence Mm -hmm. and goals and productivity and entrepreneurship and marketing and scaling your business, growing your business, creating your mindset, growing your mindset, all of those things, all of them in one place for you to go to consume learn, and execute on. So all of that is available, devchat.tv slash great, coupon code great. And I'm going to keep this open for the first 50 people because I just don't want to give away such a sweet deal to the whole world. So make sure you get this before it's gone.
0: Good deal. And that's devchat.tv slash great.
1: devchat.tv slash great, coupon code great. And it's just the way to build a great life and a great business. That's why the great... Concept yep. there. Like, if you wanna, these are if you want to learn all about building a great business, building a great life, go, yeah, grab this. And we have a money back guarantee. If you don't like it, just you know, get your money back. No big deal. I won't hurt. Um, you know, I'm on Chuck's podcast, so I'm not gonna be like running away with your money anytime <laughs> soon, right? <laughs> uh, I know how me. to find I, him. <laughs> I right. So we have a money back guarantee. No problem. If you don't like the summaries, they're not the kind of stuff you want. All right, no big deal. The thing that's different about what we do compared to what might be out there is like I'm the person who's read all of these books and I'm the person who's summarized all of these books. So I kind of have a context of books that um, Mm -hmm. maybe 0.00001% of the world has. And that makes it way more fun to kind of delve into these books than just a a dry, boring, you know, someone who's just kind of changed the language or changed the grammar of a book to call it a quote-unquote digest yep
0: well definitely go check it out um you know we were talking before the this episode and you mentioned you know the deal you were putting together and i was just like holy cow so it's it's definitely worth it um go check it out and uh i mean heck i, I want to go buy like three of them <laughs>
1: so. yeah hey you know maybe your friends or two. so yeah grab one of those for them but yep. um as i said like if you want to succeed in business, you want to succeed in life, you need these skills. Go learn yep. them whichever way you do. You know, if you want to go read the books, go go to that page. Go to the page and go grab the list of all the books that you should be reading. No yep. problem. Like I have literally given you all the books. They are on that page. You can go on the page. You can check out all the books. You can literally take that list and go buy all those books and read them. That's cool. Go do that. Do something. Yep. Don't just sit in your garage and hope that somehow business will work. go take action go learn and that's how you will actually grow your business
0: awesome all right well thanks Manny Um, I think this was really helpful and I I love all of the thoughts around um, mindset and executing and people and yeah people really should just go I'm just going to put it out there one more time devchat.tv slash great and uh, yeah go get this deal
1: and coupon code great yep and the coupon code only works for a lifetime deal, by the way. If you want to buy monthly, go for it by all means. But it's good for lifetime, okay?
0: All right. All right, folks. We're going to wrap it up here. And until next time, Max out.